Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show, specifically, ep uh, welcome to episode 197, 197 for Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. I'm nearly certain that today is episode 197. Let's see. Friday is supposed to be episode 297. And yeah, today is 197. Can you believe that? Although, do you want to hear an interesting little wrinkle? The Big Diesel did not hit record yesterday for the podcast. So on the Spotify stream, it's going to be interesting. Now, I have technical powers. There is a way to summon up an actual recording of yesterday's show. And to deliver it via the live stream, which surely Chicago Tony V Enterprises will do because we're, you know, we're an organization to be reckoned with. And uh, so it'll be up there. It's going to be a pain in the ass. So that was 196. Or I guess we could leave it out of the Spotify thing. And then that could be one of the trivia questions, right? One of these days I'm gonna surprise Georgie with a second set of trivia and uh, you know we'll see how that goes <laughs> that would not be fair right now with uh, Georgie being on the sidelines just a little bit that would be not fair not fair where today is two days in a row that we have two mornings in a row we've seen our dear Georgie girl that's super super exciting for a guy like me where I'm sitting like I can't tell you how awesome that is Um, let's see, Salty, by the way, can we say, um, I don't know if we can say it, so I won't say what you just said. Surely, why would we want to change this flu deal, right? The oligarchs aren't on to that little uh, term yet, right? One day, that's how I'll know I've made it. My term, this flu deal, will get, will get banned. We'll get banned. Let's get Tank's music homework out of the way. Uh, it is um, under and over it by Five Finger Death Punch. I was listening to this tune before the show. It's uh, it's really quite a jam. It's going to get your your blood flowing. It's going to get the heart beating. It's uh, For some of you, it's going to terrorize you uh, all the way down to your socks. Toes? I don't know. But... Um, it's quite a jam. So there's Tank's music homework. Tank has been, uh, you know, in our Discord, our Pepperoni Discord, it's, I mean, when you go through Tank's music homework section, it's really quite a library. In all seriousness, it makes you wonder, just think about all the people whose horizons are being expanded because Tank has such a wide uh, musical interest. Oh, wait, here we go. So Plummer must be in, right? Oh, yeah, there he is, because Georgie told Plummer I'm going to talk about him. Plummer likes the music. Let's get some head, head banging, he says. Plummer, I'm going to, I was, I was telling everyone, I hope you're in this morning because I'm going to talk about you a little bit. You'll see, you'll see where it's headed. Um, 
yeah, Tank's variety, musical variety is really is really something. I mean, I suppose you could just look at his uh, sleeve on his arm and you'd get a an understanding like, oh man, there's a pretty wide array. He's got all the giants. Tank's, Tank's sleeve is kind of like, uh, it's like the musical Mount Rushmore a little bit. Tank says his music is better than his memes. Take anyone who gets the golden ticket into the pepperoni uh, discord. Um, our latest our latest pepperoni that we love is, of course, uh, Lady Letter Carrier. She was the uh, fastest ascension into the discord. We we took her in. We wrapped our arms around her just immediately. Almost anyone who goes in there, you're going to see in the meme section too. Tank has quite a uh, meme practice. I don't even know. How can there even be that many memes on the internet? And how does Tank find these things? But he's uh, he's really big on the memes. For sure. Oh, here's a good one. Plumber says Tank would make a good roadie. Oh, I guarantee. I guarantee Tank would make a good roadie. Tank, maybe that could be uh, a uh, retirement gig for you if you ever need to slow down and do something else <laughs> memes and alcohol are my coping mechanisms that's great well as i said this morning i decided you know what i'm actually going to talk about plumber and speaking of the uh pepperoni discord there's you know for you spotify listeners who haven't maybe ascended into the uh, VIP Pepperoni Discord yet, just to review real quick, all you got to do, poke your head around in the in the comment area. Help us get to know you just a little bit. If you're a nice person, boom, one of these days you're going to get an invite. We call it the golden ticket to the Pepperoni Discord. And then you're going to be able to hang out and waste your time with us at all hours of the day, not just on uh, mornings, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern. That's how it works. So on said Discord, all right, Plumber, out of the goodness of his heart. Now, um, you know, we let's 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 tell it like it is. We live in a weird time, right? Where like Salty just asked, is there a term that we're allowed to say? Think of that. Can we say this term? And the the inference in Salty's question is, and this is based in reality, we all understand there's certain things that we could say that, boom, could get us kicked right out. Land of the free, home of the brave. Whoever thought, whoever thought. So our dear plumber, uh, now he didn't post anything to the Discord that, uh, you know, was like going to get us banned, but, but he did something in the spirit that, that, that it that took some guts, right? Because it's because anymore there's something in the air. I don't know what it is, but like uh, being a little bit controversial or or against the grain a little bit. I, for some reason, what's happened to us? I don't know how this happened, but it's like fuses have been put in everyone's psyche. Okay, let's review what a fuse does. Even though I don't think I understand what a fuse does, I'm not an electrician, but let's see if I got it. All right, a fuse is there. If the power 
gets too great and it's gonna damage something downstream, the fuse blows and it breaks the connection. Somehow, in, in our psyches, <clears throat> somehow in our psyches, the same thing has happened. If there's, there's certain topics and certain ideas that people can bring up that, uh, you know, freak people out. This fuse happens and they can't even listen. They can't even blah, 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 run away, run away. Um, so it's crazy times. All right. And so plumber out of the goodness of his heart and the care, care for other pepperonis, um, is he, he posted to our discord. Hey, could you just stock up? All right. Times it's looking like times are going to get tough. Now, plumber like me, plumber's a business owner, right? And so he's, I think for us, uh, uh, business owners, we get maybe a little bit, we get an extra angle at this whole thing. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, you know, that happens like, so plumber, for example, uh, to do all his plumbing, all right, there's the supply chain deal. Like he, he needs parts, he needs equipment, he needs stuff. So he probably is seeing better than most, um, that, uh, gee, Something real goofy is happening with uh, the supply chains. Now, I don't know jack shit about plumbing. So I can't even think of a part. I don't know. Plumber can't get his hands on whatever. The turlet gasket rings, whatever the hell. O-rings, shitter O-rings, whatever it is. But so he has a perspective maybe that a lot of people don't have. I, in, in my main business, there's a whole lot of um, equipment right that goes through my organization and oh my god it's changed drastically drastically and then if you kick around and if you if you pay attention to certain especially uh i would say independent journalists especially but even now some of this stuff is becoming mainstream you keep just seeing over and over this idea of um things are going to get tight maybe okay let's just be careful Let's be careful. And so in the, just out of solidarity with Plummer. Now I've taught, I think for most of you people, this will not be very surprising, but um, out of solidarity, I just want to review some of the things I've been squirreling away, right? Now squirrels will shove, uh, you know, they'll shove copious they'll nuts in their Nutsack? No, that's not the right term. Pouch, we'll call it. <laughs> and all right, they'll 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 bury it for a rainy day. Tank, good good man. Tank says I'm gonna start stocking on tuna. Very good man, Tank. I I just this morning before I came into Studio B, I just pulled a bunch of stuff out of my out of one of my stashes. Okay, the the close one. Speaking of tuna, let's see if I can... Oh, here, we'll just start there. Here's... Uh, they call this albacore tuna, solid white. You Spotify listeners, here we go again. I'm doing something over the video. I'm going to use my words. See, it's from Trader Joe's. Now, Amber Glow was saying um, uh, just, I, I think, last night 
It's like, yeah, I'm in a practice of when I go shopping, I just pick up a few extra things. Like this tune I hold in my hand right here is one of those deals. Um, I just, I was at, uh, I was at uh, Trader Joe's because um, a, a beautiful and elusive medic would uh, talk me into buying some smoked fish. I was looking at, for it at Trader Joe's. But I also picked up uh, some of this, you know? Um, Plumber says, I know a prepper that has 25 grand worth of food packed away. Plumber, you might know two preppers that have 20 grand, five grand in food packed away. Allegedly. Sofa says, America and Europe are in the beginning of bad inflation and shortages. How do you think this compares to the 70s? Uh, it's reminiscent. I think that, um, I think that, you know, history rhymes. What is the times now? What are they more reminiscent of than the 70s? I think uh, uh, they're more reminiscent of the uh, Bolshevik Revolution. So go bone up on that and uh, go look up um, something called uh, Holodomor. Holodomor. Don't ask me to spell it. Sound it out. Holodomor. And, uh, you know, go read up on that and then go buy some goddamn tuna. Okay, so tuna. Let's see. I went through. I showed tuna. Now, you know, I even sometimes... Now, this is packed in water, but sometimes... I, if I'm being really conspiratorial, sometimes I'll be like, I give me the one packed in oil because it's more calories and I'll starve later. Hold on, let me get a sip of coffee before I go to my next thing. So Plummer talking about his friend, he has enough packed away to survive anything short of nuclear fallout. <laughs> oh to none oh to none shoots he shoots he scores says I've got three years for four people stacked that is tremendous <laughs> sofa's trying to spell a whole of more don't look at the pictures they will kill your soul do not look up pictures of whole more so you think one day, well, boy, if I could get a Yeti endorsement, wouldn't that be something? Anyway, let's see. What else do I have? Just in no particular order. You know, a lot of canned stuff, okay? So if I want to flex my Italian, right? I got a little uh, Bumblebee Italian white style clam sauce. Bada bing. Now, this, you guys know I'm in a low carb thing, right? So do I have... Do I have two football fields of spaghetti packed away? Yes, I do. I hope I don't need to break into them. But we're talking about survival here, folks. So, you know, it is what it is, all right? If shit hits the fan, there's going to be a while where I'm going to be happy as a clam. Happy as a clam for a while. Hell, speaking of clams... Speaking of clams, bada bing. 
There's some happy clams right there. Reese, smoked baby clams. This is a freaking delicacy, people. You put this on a on uh, on some crackers. Again, not low carb. If I'm eating this shit on crackers, that means that means we're in big trouble. But it also means the big diesel is going to survive just a little bit longer than his dopey neighbors. A little bit, a little bit longer. Let's see. Plumber says, yeah, it's not just food. It's shampoo, toothpaste, medicine, toiletries. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Now, the trick with this whole thing is <laughs> there's no end to it, right? So, you know. <laughs> Tanks is not what I was expecting when you were going to show clamps. <laughs> And good point here from uh, from O to None. You also need to stock items for trade. Yes. Now I've talked about before. I'm not. I'm just not a boozer. Like uh, alcohol is not my thing. It's just not my thing. However, I really need to stock like pints of whatever Jim Beam or some shit. Because one of these days, in certain situations. Some people are going to, I'm going to need something that another guy has, and he's going to be dying for a drink. Yeah, Tank says ammo and booze. Yes, ammo and booze. Now, I'm not going to show my ammo, but I have ammo. Good morning, lady. Letter carrier is in the house. How are you? Good to see you, dear. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Let's see. What else? What else do I have? These are all easy. Okay. King Oscar sardines. Boom, another thing. Oh, these are in Dijon mustard. Very nice. Throw these on a cracker. Make a little, you know what I would probably do? Is uh, just make some make some homemade uh, flatbread. Have some sardines on there. Like I said, there's going to be this period of time. If shit really hits the fan, there's going to be this little window of time where I'm eating like a king-ish, Right? I'm going to be laughing my ass off and just helping my neighbors drill new belt loops, right? As it gets skinnier and skinnier and just, of course, I can't let them know how, how, how just, uh, my house is bursting at the seams with calories. It's not how it works. Let's see what else do I got? Oh, here's one. Like, uh, so, you know, the stuff I've showed you, these canned things, I mean, they'll last a good while. Three, four, five years. Here's something. What's this? Let's see. This is mashed potatoes. This is in these uh, number 10 cans made in the USA. Ready hour. Ready hour. These are just mashed potatoes. I don't know. how. It's up to a 25-year shelf life. Boom. I have way too much of this sort of shit, and I've got some more on the way. It's a big problem. Let's see, what else? You know? This is, if it's good enough for the military. Now, in normal life, I would never eat this shit. Spam, are you kidding me? But in a certain situation, under a certain calorie deficit, this is going to be like filet freaking mignon. Am I, am I wrong? 
All you got to do is add spam to those bacon and eggs. This, uh, this, this can is, uh, it has Tocino, uh, uh, seasoning. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> I don't think so either, but I don't give a shit. Again, when I'm starving, it's going to taste freaking great. I'm going to be like, I can't believe I have this shit. As Salty says, is that gourmet spam? I think it is. <laughs> I really did. I, I have so much of this shit, and I tried to get various uh, flavors and stuff, you know, because what is it about? It's about uh, as much as anything. Oh, wait, lady says spam is great done on a barbecue grill. Otanun says, I also will need powdered milk and eggs, powdered peanut butter, and water filters. Boom. Covered. Got it. We're on the same page, Ode. Here's another. This is this is just for morale and shit. And trade and whatever. But this is just fun. It's not so practical, but it's fun. All right, MREs. Let's see what this one is. Menu 17. Pork sausage patty. Maple flavored. So this is some sort of MRE breakfast, right? I got these things all over the place and they're just fun. That's what they are. They have little heaters inside. So there'll be, you know, a main course. There'll be coffee for sure in here. There'll be some sort of electrolyte drink. They'll have some sort of bullshit like a Pop-Tart or some sort of uh, bread product that will last 10 years. Um, Tank says MREs have one day's worth of calories. That's interesting. I did not know that. One MRE. Think of that. That's not bad. So right there with my stash, whatever, I got two months of food. Um, was there something else? Oh yeah. So then also all, all sorts of stuff like, uh, for fun, if I need to, when my whole stash runs out, I got these foraging uh, playing cards and uh, wild cards, edible wild foods. The wild food identification card game. So <laughs> if I'm really hurting and uh, I gotta, I gotta go to the next level, I'm just gonna pull out these cards and then I'm gonna start roaming the earth. And just eating shit that grows out of the ground. Salty says MREs from the 40s have cigarettes. Yes. Yes. Yes, of course, that comes from a time when... Uh, now, I'm sure what they did is they probably... They took a poll of all the greatest scientists, the greatest doctors, and they pooled all their research. And uh, they figured out which were the very best cigarettes for the health of our soldiers. <laughs> Chocolate and stockings, says lady character. Uh, lady character. Lady letter carrier. Yeah, chocolate for barter at least, right? And then stockings. Do you mean socks? Or do you mean, you know, stockings? Let's see. Plumber says when Tony's on the farm, he will pull those cards out and look for dinner. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what I'll do. And hopefully I'll shoot that freaking deer that we were 10. We, we just needed 10 more yards on that sucker. And I would have had deer meat for the whole season. 
one of those things. What else do I have? All right, so there's books too. There's books, all right? This is all in solidarity with Plummer. I, I, he had the guts to kind of say, hey, I'm worried. Now, like me, like Otanun, like everybody, Plummer might be wrong. I might be wrong. But uh, what I'm saying is, for now, maybe better safe than sorry, okay? All right, so I've been building up this uh, this library too. Let's see, this book is Finding Good Farmland. There's a book, How to Evaluate and Acquire Land for Raising Crops and Animals. Bam, right? I might be in the market for that. I mean, actually, I'd love to do it right now. Please, God. These are just, I, I have so many of these books, I just pulled a few off the shelf. Uh, how to Raise Goats. Everything you need to know. Also, how to look adorable in a cowboy hat, too. Uh, how to Raise Goats. There's a there's a book. I hope I never have to crack this open. I hear goats are kind of a pain in the ass. But you never know. In case I need it someday, boom, I got it. Here's a, a book that I'm really jazzed about. This is actually... I love this because this is a, an antique. This is how the old timers used to do the shit. This one is called Domestic Rabbit Production by George S. Templeton. This book is almost as old as Jesus Christ. If you look closely, it's got very nice green and red color. Um, but uh, this is, this tells it like it is. It tells every last thing. And I think if, if I were in the shit hits the fan, like here, like here's a page from the book, see? see this picture what they're telling you is what they're telling you is so there it's a picture of it's two babies maybe twins and then a rabbit what they're saying is if you've done what's in this book and you're raising rabbits you won't have to eat your babies don't eat the babies eat these is, is what's on that page <laughs> What else? What else do I got? Here's one that I cracked open a lot last summer. This is uh, Home Preserving by the Ball Company. Complete book of home preserving. Um, you gotta if you're if you're gonna try and survive and you're growing shit and all that stuff, you gotta know how to preserve it. And then lastly. I just had to pull this off. I don't know why. Does everyone know that uh, Benjamin Franklin wrote a book called Fart Proudly? The writings of Benjamin Franklin you never read in school. Maybe, maybe that means he didn't write the book. I don't know. But uh, I had to show that to you. Why I have that book? I don't know. I think I bought it for my dad one year for Christmas. So, solidarity for plumber. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. People want me to buy fishnet stockings? Okay, maybe. Georgie uh, says she hopes we're wrong on all this prepping stuff. I do too, dear. <laughs> she says my prepping stopped at ammo. Well, that is one way to get food, you know. You can, uh, you can shoot uh, small game or you can shoot your neighbors. Two different ways to get food in a... Um, and a shit hits the fan scenario. You're gonna need a generator and some sort of fuel. Yes, I totally agree. Um, let's see. 
Yeah, Plummer makes a very good point. I hope we're all wrong for the sake of the kids. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, Lady says a bunny in the hand is worth two babies in trade. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ben Franklin tooting his own horn. Good one from the tank. Okay. Let's see. Anyway, that's a little bit of solidarity for Plummer. Plummer, thank you for having the cojones to put that to uh, put that uh, question or the you know those comments up on Discord, right? Everyone's touchy these days. God love you. I hope we're wrong. Let's get to some mailbag. Before I get to mailbag, okay? Just so you guys know, I'm not gonna get into it. I'll put it up on Discord. I'll put it up on Twitter and blah 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 blah. I think uh, I think today is the last show of the week. You know me. I would much rather do shows. So something is cropped up. Now there's a chance that I might uh, rebound and and I mean if I can, you know me. I would much rather do this. So maybe you'll see me still this week, but maybe not so much. Anyway. So we'd better squeeze all the uh, excitement and joy out of out of this uh, broadcast as we can, just in case. This will give you guys more time to go out and buy canned goods before it's too late. All right, let's get to the mailbag, everybody. Uh, first letter. Dear Tony, do you binge watch any TV shows? And if so, what's a recent one you can recommend? This is from Alice M., in Midland, Michigan. By the way, anyone that wants to send a letter in, the email address is chicagotonyv at gmail.com. We love getting your letters. Thank you very much. Alice M., anything I binge watch on TV? I don't do much of it, but um, I did. as luck would have it, I did binge watch something recently, which is, uh, it's actually apropos for today's talk. Believe it or not, the show is uh, called Alone. I saw it on Netflix. I don't know how that shit works. Does it does it premiere on some sort of other channel and then eventually it gets to Netflix? I don't know how that works. But I think it's season seven of Alone is what I just... And binge watch would be the proper terminology because I couldn't put that thing down. And uh, I just couldn't stop. These, these people get dropped off in the wilderness... These are, these are survival experts. They get dropped off. They can bring, I think, 10 items with them. Everyone brings a knife, of course. Everyone brings a hatchet, of course. But uh, there's some variability. Some guys bring a fishnet. Some guys bring tarps, you know, whatever. That's one that I totally binge watched. But I don't do much of it, to be honest. Don't know why. I can't, I can't get myself to uh, sit through it. So... There you go, Alice M. Thank you for your letter, dear. Come back and see us again sometime. Okay, next letter. Dear Tony, theoretically, if a child were born today and can live to about 75 years of age, where on the planet would be the best place to live to avoid the effects of climate change? Asking for a friend or grandson in parentheses. Janet K. This is from Janet K. Okay, Janet K., thank you for your question. Janet, please don't worry. 
Okay. The uh, climate has always changed. Okay. Let's not be afraid of this. The climate has always changed. As a matter of fact, where I am right now. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. It just changed. All right. Wait. It just changed again. All right. It's constantly changing, Janet. I think what you're, I think you're asking about, I think what you're asking is you don't want your grandson to uh, die in some sort of biblical flood, right? Due to whatever, the warming of the planets, the melting of the ice caps, the this, the that. Um, just to be safe, get him some water wings, just to be safe. But I think that's what you're saying. What I'm going to say to you, Janet, is what you need to be worried about is the, uh, uh, for your grandson, is the, the loss of freedom um, leveraged by the uh, uh, climate change uh, story, is what I'm going to argue. So I think what you really need to look at is... Um, <laughs> Tanks says, buy a jacket and some shorts and you're good to go. <laughs> oh my goodness. The stunning red head says, icebergs would melt, coasts would flood, plains would suffer drought. There's no safe place. Um, all right, and let me let me get on my rant and that everyone's gonna hate, and I'm sorry. Uh, I think I think your grandson um really needs to be away from all the areas where there are going to be uh, freedoms taken because of the climate change um, danger that we're in, okay? Lady Letter Carrier thinks uh, my pantry would be a good place to live. I don't know. If your grandson would be willing to be my servant, I might be able to work something out. I might be. Uh, anyway, okay, don't worry. This is the epitome of there's nothing you can do about this, okay? And if you really look around, look around a little bit. You can, if you if you want to go um, read magazines, go go to the library in the in the basement where they keep all the old magazines. Have a librarian help you, and you'll see that they've been telling us this shit forever. And it's like, we got, by my calculation, we got six years left, right? They said in whatever, 1946. And of course it used to be Ice Age. It used to be Ice Age. They were selling that one to us for a decade or two. Then the, then the uh, 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 scientific geniuses, then they switched to uh, global warming. Now it's just climate change, which I think is the, that's the best strategy because, wait, okay, it just changed again. Do you see, do you get my point? Hold on, hold on, Janet. It changed yet again. It just changed like five times during my conversation, during my answering your letter. It changed. And so give me tax dollars. I'll fix it for you. Do you see how this works? Okay. Really, get your grandson a, a career where he can just be paid in cash. Maybe that's the way to go. Thank you for your letter, Janet. I'm sorry that you probably hate me now. Um, let's see. Next letter. Dear Tony, 
If there was ever absolute proof that there was no God and that the entire universe was just a happy accident, how should the organized religions react? This is from Len P. It's a short letter, so let me read it again. If there was ever absolute proof that there was no God and that the entire universe was just one happy accident, how should the organized religions react? Okay, Lenny. That's an interesting question. I one one imagine um, would imagine that. Uh, how, how would you, how, if there was proof? How can you prove that something does not exist? Something as broad as the idea of of God or a creator or whatever. I don't. I I. I mean, I'm gonna try to answer your question, but I do wonder how that would it could even be proven okay but if there's absolute proof okay, okay everybody time out time out all right we have it we figured it out we have the final answer there's no god this is there's nothing there's no reason to any of this just so you know there's no reason to any of it how should the organized religions react i would think they they should and would react by completely ignoring the this information, right? Don't pretty much don't all organizations, I mean, don't they kind of take on a life of their own and they they just try to per they're self-perpetuating. They would just try to keep going. Do you do you think the religions could should uh, offer a refund or something like that? Geez, sorry, everybody. We were sorry. We thought there was this, you know, God thing and everything. And uh, you know what? Here's all this money back that we collected. I don't know. Tank says the world would be even more morally deficient than it is now. Yeah. I, I think, luckily, I think that's one of those things that can never be proven. And I'm not so sure that's a bad thing. I don't know. Interesting question. I think the religions would just keep on trucking and should, you know, whatever. All right, next letter. Hey, Tony, something I've always wondered. Given all the inequality in the world between rich and poor, why don't the poor rise up and riot against the rich? This simple tactic never seems to occur to the poor. Why is that? This is from Betty from Overland Park, Kansas. Betty, thank you for your question. I'm actually going to... I, 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 I'm going to disagree with kind of the premise of your question. I think you're close, but you're kind of missing a little, a little part. I'm going to give you a what if. I'm going to give you a what if. What if the uh, poor are rioting from time to time and the, the, the media isn't reporting it? What about that? Now, who owns the media? Is it the uh, uber wealthy? Is it the overlords or is it the poor people? That's right. It's the rich people. By the way, the weather has changed again like five times. 
Um, sorry, the climate. So, so what if it's what if it actually is happening and we're just not being told about it? That to me seems more plausible. Lady says, I don't have time while working three jobs to riot. Very valid. There's a lot of that going on, too. All right. So I'm going to use uh, a real example. People don't know this. And this is this is I think this is on purpose. People don't know that uh, when Martin Luther King was assassinated, you know, people think he was um People think he was organizing based on on ethnicity, and this is actually untrue. the the um, The marches on Washington by the end, by the time he was assassinated, they were actually um, they were all, all races of people. It was socioeconomic. His his last big thing was actually the Poor People's March. The Poor People's March. It had nothing to do with your ethnicity and everything. But they never tell you that. I, I think they just don't even want you to think about that stuff, right? Oh, Georgie has a great point. She says it's happening now with so many people refusing to work. Very good point. Very good point. Yeah, so I just, I think they... Yeah, it's actually happening. But they just don't they don't spell it out for you. I don't think they want us to see people rising up. All right. Okay, let's see. Next letter. Dear Tony, I've noticed this tendency in me lately and it really bothers me. Anytime I'm around a lady, who is somewhere in the neighborhood of my age and who is very nice to me, I start to fantasize about being in a romantic relationship with her. This happens probably at least once per day. (sighs) This bothers me because it seems absolutely pathetic. You would think I'd have more stringent requirements than just be nice to me. This is from Ted G. I'm laughing, Teddy. Because this is me. I am the exact same way. I've said it over and over. Actually, uh, I like waitresses. I fall for waitresses all the time, and of course, they have to be nice to me. It, it is not. It is not weighted in reality. Their behavior towards me has nothing to do with reality or attraction or anything. Yet I fall for it every time. And so I guess I'm going to say, I hope to Christ it's not you being pathetic, although I can definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, because, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way, Ted. Two peas in a pod. Brothers from another mother. Yes, just please be nice with me and don't hurt me. And then... I'll put your kids through college. It's it's not complicated. I don't know. So for what it's worth, Ted, you're not the only one. Maybe you and I are both pathetic. You know? 
Yeah, Georgie, Georgie uh, reminds us all. Tony fell in love with a waitress who brought him a sandwich. Yeah. Once a week I do that. Right, and Otanon is right. They are after our tip money. I know that. I know that. But it doesn't mean I can't dream. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing. You know what it is? I just need to get out more, for the love of God. It is pathetic, Ted. We're pathetic. Let's be honest. We got to get out more. We have to have higher standards. I think that would be the healthy way to be. <laughs> Tank fantasizes about redheads fantasizing about him. Nothing like when a stunning redhead loves you, Tank. All right, let's see what else is in the mailbag. Let's see how many of these I can get through. Dear Tony, bit of a riddle for you to maybe help me untangle. I'm a 26-year-old male, and I've had enough life experience to know that I'm reasonably attractive. But I'm far from a GQ model. I'm somewhere in the low-mid to mid-range of average attractiveness. For the past couple of years when a girl has shown any sort of interest in me it's always been an obese girl this has happened like three times in a row my problem is I just can't get past the the weight problem and it turns me off is this normal to feel this way is there something I could be doing to fend off this type of prospect and only attract normal weight girls <laughs> This question sounds ridiculous to me, but I thought I'd ask you, uh, I thought I'd ask, as you are a pretty creative and insightful guy. This is Don from Clarksville, Tennessee. Don, thank you for your letter. And hey, let's face it, at least someone's interested in you, Don, huh? It sounds like over and over, you, a few times in the past couple of years. So is it normal to feel this way? I mean, well, I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to give a caveat. I'm going to give a caveat. Okay. I, I, I'm going to argue that the times that we live in now are just unnatural in general because of all this Franken food, right? You know, it's not, we weren't built to walk down aisles full of Smurf Berry Crunch. You know what I mean? And uh, birthday cake frosting. And then frosted Smurf Berry Crunch. We weren't designed that way. So, so basically, as you go through life and you're, you're, you're meeting these girls who are obese, if that's, if that's accurate, it's, uh, they're, they're victims of the modern, modern food supply. So, like, there's just, there's like nothing, we weren't designed to deal with this issue. So, I would have to assume if we were cavemen and you're walking around and there's, and some, some girl is tip, tipping the scale at, uh, 300, there would be something inside that said, ah, there's something not quite right there. I don't know what the hell it is. Jesus Christ, she has a gland pr problem or something. There's no Smurf Berry Crunch back in the caveman days, so it, it had to be some sort of fucked up glandular thing. So we're probably wired 
you know, we would back then in the caveman days, who knows, maybe we would see one obese person our entire life. I'm theorizing. I wasn't, I haven't, I'm not that old. This is true though. Georgie makes a point. Uh, it would be better survival through the shortages. Yes, that is true. There's always a silver lining. Some people will be like, thank Christ I found zebra cakes. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Tank says, be grateful the big girl likes you, you ogre. <laughs> oh. Now, Lady has an interesting angle. She says, what a great date opportunity. Go on hikes, work out in the gym, cook healthy meals together. Uh, yeah. It kind of goes against, I think a lot of people would be like, you just need to love her for her and all that stuff, you know. I don't know. It's so hard. But uh, now, how could you, now, I don't know. Don kind of wants to know, how can I fend off this type of prospect? <laughs> I don't know. Adorn your, your clothing in lettuce or something, kale. Some sort of repellent. Don't keep Kit Kats in your in your uh, in your pockets. I don't know. I don't know how you would do it, Don. I I like what Tank is saying. Just be grateful. All right, be grateful, and it's the beauty's on the inside anyway. That's really what it is. So don't look look a gift horse in in the mouth. Be careful. Be discerning. I don't know what the hell to tell you, but you have you have more women interested in you than I do in me, as far as I know. So enjoy, you dick. I hate you for that, actually. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don, I'm kidding. Please come back. Okay, next letter. Uh, hey, Tony, you know what I don't get. I don't get all this discussion about sexuality. What I mean is I can't believe how out in the open... And front and center it is. Like, why do people care about other people's sex lives? Maybe I'm getting too old. This is from Bob K. Yeah. I get what you're saying, Bobby. I think the exact same thing. You know, I don't give a shit if my next door neighbor only dates... Discarded McDonald's Happy Meal toys. What the fuck do I care? It's none of my business. I don't care. Don't tell me about it. Yeah, I'm with you, Bob. I don't care. How did this become a thing? I don't get it. Moving on. Next letter. Dear Tony, congrats on the low-carb success. I myself follow a plant-based diet, and it's worked wonders for my health and weight control. I'm not judging at all, but rather I'm just curious. When you are eating your protein, do you ever get stuck on the idea that you are eating a dead animal? Does it even bother you? This is from Kelly from Litchfield, Illinois. That must be down south, huh? Litchfield, Illinois. I've never heard of that one. Uh, do I... Does it ever bother me? Do I ever think... Oh, I'm eating a dead animal. No, never. No, it doesn't bother me. 
Circle of life. It is what it is. <laughs> Tanks is PETA. People eating tasty animals. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know what? I mean, I've said it before. I'll probably say it again. Um, I actually was a... I was a vegan for at least a solid year, maybe two years. I mean, so been there, done that. But I did it for health reasons. I thought that it might improve my health. It was not because I was trying to save Bambi. As a matter of fact, I was trying to shoot Bambi just two days ago. So, no. Sorry. It doesn't bother me in the least. Not in the least. Okay, dear Tony... Brain teaser for your morning. How could you specifically get a girl to fall in love with you in five words or less? This is from uh, Cammie from Urbana, Ohio. How could I get a girl to fall in love with me in five words or less. Already my brain is thinking, what is Tank going to come up to, come up with? Let's see. I put the lid down. There's five. I put the lid down. I don't think that's going to get her to give me, uh, uh, or fall in love with me. It's going to get her to tolerate me. Tank says, oh, I got big bank accounts, says Plumber. Yeah. Oh, Tank says, I give free beer rides. Beard beard rides. Sorry, Spotify. I give free beard rides. That's five. Yeah, here is my bank statement. That's five. Look at my net worth. That's five. I don't know. I think love in within five words, that's a pretty lofty goal. Especially when you have jowls, you're, you're losing your hair and shit. Not going to happen. But if she's a waitress, half the time I think it is happening. I'm so weak for that thing. Let's see. Next letter. We're flying through a ton of letters. This feels good. Um... Let's see. Dear Tony, my kid's school system has been getting worse and worse. We've had sporadic e-learning days on the rise all year, and the latest is walkouts by the teachers where they're calling in sick to protest for higher wages. I, for one, am outraged. How can these teachers leave the kids hanging at a time when they are already so starved for learning? I've just really been disappointed in the people committed to educate our youth. While the rest of society is crumbling, they're, they, too, are infighting and missing the mark. What to do? This is from Fred L. Freddie, thank you for your letter. And I feel your pain. And this is a super, super frustrating time. You should read a book that I've uh, uh, mentioned before. Well, um, let me mention the author first. John Taylor Gatto. John Taylor Gatto. Look him up and learn about him and then read any of his books his crowning jewel is the underground history of american education you should read that book because 
what you'll learn is um, if you're wanting your kids to get an education and you're banging your head against why why is the school system doing bonehead shit, all right, it's going to help you never worry about that again because that that's not where kids go to uh, to get educated, right? Education happens in spite of the schooling. So, I, I mean, am I am I really rough, ruffling any feathers to say it seems like the the system is broken? You know. Oh, here's a nice comment from Plumber Tony. I think you just haven't found the right one. I know you got some game. What a nice comment, Plumber. We'll see. Times will tell. Tank says some unions are good. Teachers unions aren't, in my opinion. Yeah. And and yes, schools have become a glorified daycare. I, I do agree with that. I think I what I hope, one of the things that I hope is that people in general will um now is the time to rethink everything, isn't it? We need to rethink everything. And I think a lot of stuff is getting exposed. And it's now's the time where we can maybe maybe look take a second look at stuff and say okay was this was this really the best way to go you know maybe a different way maybe one of these there are all sorts of homeschooling and non-traditional school things popping up my audio kid Lucenzo he goes to one of those granola schools right and he has no homework they're he's a delightful kid there's do it uh he does like robotics and he does it seems awesome. Um, let's see. Plumber says education happens at home with the parents. Yes. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree. Georgie says, if you're that disappointed in the education system, teach your kids yourself. Yes. Agreed. I totally agree. 759 people. 759. Let me cruise through a couple more letters. Dear Tony, my wife and I live and work in the Louisville, Kentucky area, and we've decided it's best to move out to the country. A little bit of farmland, some peace, quiet, and independence is what we're looking for. Any advice on how to find a good piece of land, what to look for, how to get a deal done would be awesome. I would also like to get your thoughts in general. Is living in the country versus living in the city going to make more sense over the coming years? This is from Kyle J. Uh, thank you, Kyle, for your letter. I mean, I'm a... Whatever, maybe I talk a big game, but I'm the, I'm the wrong person to ask. It just so happens I, I showed this... There's this book that I showed earlier, Finding Good Farmland. Um... Who is it by? Anne Larkin Hansen? Is, I don't know, maybe. But I, uh, yeah, I'm not the guy to ask. Uh, I really don't have, I'm a wannabe. Okay? I mean, I really like, I would like to seal the deal sometime soon, but I haven't been through it. Uh, I will say, though, in general, I do think that living in the country versus living in the city would be I feel like we're going to a time where that would be um, desirable. That's just me. I feel like 
Now, one thing I value kind of over everything else is freedom. I, I just like, for, I don't like people telling me what to do. And I have this feeling there's going to be more of that out in the sticks. I, th I think there already is. Um, and I just think that's going to continue. And I think also um, it's, it's just going to be... Uh, you're, you have a much better chance of being self-sufficient out there now. That comes higher risk. Yeah, Plumber says um, cities will be very dangerous if shit hits the fan. I kind of agree. Oh, Robo Kitty in the house for the last three minutes of the show. <laughs> Good morning, Robo Kitty. I was I was actually wondering. It's so funny. I was wondering. Oh, Robo's sleeping in. I know it's your day off. Cause I like to, I like to get it all in your business and know what's going on. So yeah, I would live in the country. Although, I mean, like I said, don't ask me. I'm not the right guy to ask. Let's see. 802. I really, I really need to get going, but I think in honor and out of excitement of Robo Kitty hitting the stream, I'm going to go against my better judgment. I'm going to do one more letter. Let's see how it goes. Dear Tony, I heard on a recent show you might be going deer hunting. Yes, I did. Mad respect. If you don't mind my asking, what's your process once the deer is killed? I grew up a city kid, so I wouldn't even know where to start. Do you really eat deer meat? I've heard people either love it or they hate it. This is from Kevin L. from White Plains, New York. Kevin, thank you for your letter. I appreciate it. I'm no expert, Kevin. But, uh, I mean, here's generally the process, right? You kill it. You skin it. You, you uh, disembowel it. Not even necessarily in that order. Um, and, uh, let's see, uh, what else? Well, then, then you, I mean, what we did last year is we cut it into pieces that you could sort of handle. You don't want to, you don't want a whole deer laying there on the table, but then we butchered it up. You know, you make, uh, you cut out some tenderloin steaks. You, uh, most of it, we ground up into, uh, like to make deer burger and as as far as is it delicious i freaking love it it is the most the deer meat that i still have in my freezer is the most prized meat that i have and i have beef i have pork i have whatever the deer meat is the best that's just me now that's last year's deer maybe maybe there was something about it that was just extra delicious I don't know, but, but that's the deal. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I love it. I can't wait to bag one this year. I really hope it happens because I need to up my supply again. I need my protein people. All right. 804. Oh, Robo Kitty. Hey, listen, I got to wrap things up. I got to wrap things up. Um, again, sad to say, I 
probably am not doing a show for the rest of the week. Long story. I don't want to get into it. Pain in the ass. But uh, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I can turn things around and maybe I'll get a show. But I'll remind you on Discord, on Twitter, on all that stuff. In the meantime, remember, I love you. I like you. Thank you for uh, spending the morning with me. And uh, until we meet again, don't take any shit from anybody. Okay? Love you guys. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.